All right. Now let's talk about the Star Spangled Banner scenic byway. More history here, right? Well, I'm kind of embarrassed because I always associate the Star Spangled Banner with the Revolutionary War, not the War of 1812. And I think everybody just sort of like disses the history of the War of 1812 and just doesn't know that much about it. But it was actually the the poem was actually inspired um, by uh, the what was it Francis Scott Key? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I haven't taught school in a I while. I know. It's a good thing that your uh, high school students are probably not listening to this. Oh, my gosh. Max and Theo know more about the War of 1812 than I do at this point. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jeremy. Authors of Where Should We Camp Next? A 50-state guide to amazing campgrounds and other unique outdoor accommodations. Almost 12 years ago, we bought a pop-up camper that changed our lives and introduced us to the joys of RV travel. Join us now as we talk about where to camp, what gear to bring, and the best food to cook. We will also keep you dialed in to the latest RV innovations from people in the know. So pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire. This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of the RV Atlas. This episode is brought to you very specifically by the Maryland Office of Tourism. They are the sponsor of this episode, and this is an episode all about Maryland's scenic byways. Now, Stephanie and I are from New Jersey, and we actually have a long history of taking road trips into Maryland. It is actually one of our favorite places to go, particularly for fall road trips. Now, Stephanie is here, and you <laughs> you have actually a really long, rich history of taking road trips into Maryland, particularly in the fall. So this is just a very sentimental location for me, a state for me, because from a very young age, my family did not vacation a lot. Um, at all, maybe we could say, except for the fact that we religiously went camping down in Maryland every single fall. So when this cooler weather sets in in New Jersey, right now it's the beginning of September, you go down into the 70s, it's like all I want to do is go to Assateague. <laughs> well, that's it's just like it's in my DNA. And anybody that's listened to this show has heard me identify that location in Maryland over and over again as being like my favorite place. And to, to be even more specific, like for people like us uh, in New Jersey or, or further north, let's say, um, there's something magical about a Maryland road trip in the fall because it's just a bit warmer. It's like summer lingers a bit longer in Maryland. And so we love to go and it's almost like we end summer there every single year. Yeah. So, I mean, so throughout my childhood, there was very a very specific Maryland location that I visited over and over again. But really, the great part about the last 15 years of us camping and traveling with the boys has been that we've explored other parts of Maryland, too. I'll never... For, I, I had not gone to Western Maryland before we RV'd there, um, I don't know, maybe seven or eight years ago. And it was like, 
oh, <laughs> I didn't know Maryland looked like this. I didn't know there were places like this in Maryland. So, you know, we really have expanded that discovery of, of Maryland's great travel destinations. So this is a fun episode for us to do. And I think that's really part of the driving point of this episode is that, that Maryland is really full of surprises, right? From mountains in the West to beautiful beaches in the East. So uh, Maryland has 18 scenic byways, all right? And if you go to the rvatlas.com, we'll have a link that has information about all 18 of these scenic byways. In this episode, we're going to pick a batch of our favorite scenic byways that we either really want to go to or that we have been to ourselves for road trips. But can I say one more thing about uh, yeah, why this is like a really yeah. fun episode for me? I also tend to feel like fall is the best time for scenic byways. So like, you know, you go to na maybe your national park trips in the summer, you know, a lot of people say, oh, do it in the off season. It, scenic byways have been such amazing experiences for us in the fall because you're driving, you're experiencing the scenery weather. I won't go into all the ones that are our favorites because that'll take a whole other episode. But we've done this in the fall and it's just such a great time to experience the scenery. I had so much fun re researching this episode. I mean, there are so many interesting things here. Uh, so let's dive in. We're going to talk about our favorite scenic byways and the ones that we recommend the most for camping and RV trips. But before we do that, we have a sponsored message brought to you by the Maryland Office of Tourism, the single sponsor of this episode. You know what's great about Maryland? When you explore our many scenic byways, you find more, like fresh crabs and local oysters around the Chesapeake Bay served up at breathtaking waterfront seafood spots. You find the freedom to paddle through, boat on, and cannonball into this nation's most beautiful waterways. You find a trail system that's second to none, chock full of insta-worthy overlooks, ideal fly fishing areas, and picturesque pathways. You find stories and landmarks that transcend history books, like the birthplace of Harriet Tubman and sites along the Underground Railroad. Maybe you're headed west for the breweries, vineyards, and charming mountain towns. Maybe you're going east to the ocean's sandy beaches. Or maybe you're interested in one of the many vibrant historic city centers in between. Whichever direction you're traveling, there's always a way to see do taste and enjoy more find a byway now is the time maryland is the place explore byway details and plan your trip at visitmaryland.org that's visitmaryland.org Welcome back to the show, everybody. I am so excited to have all of you here for our special episode on our favorite of Maryland's 18 scenic byways. And we're going to start with Mountain Maryland, okay? The Mountain Maryland Scenic Byway. Now, I think that this is probably what takes most people by surprise about Maryland when they start to really explore the state in its entirety. Like, I don't know that everybody knows that the western corner of Maryland has great mountains, great hiking great fall foliage, and lots of things to explore. Yeah, it really is a surprise. So if you haven't really explored that area of Maryland, look on a map, see how far away you are, and see if you can kind of dive into this where there's um, – Things that you don't necessarily associate with Maryland, usually like winery tours and whitewater rafting, great state parks. 
Yeah, Swallow Falls State Park is awesome and has some camping options that we'll talk about in a second. And there's really four seasons of outdoor recreation in Western Maryland. So you can be skiing in the winter. You can be whitewater rafting in the summer. It kind of has it all. And I'm thinking for our listeners that are in the Pittsburgh region or the Philadelphia region, it is so quick and easy to drop down into drop this section down. of Maryland. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep, just drop right down in there and you can go whitewater rafting. Who knew? <laughs> Stephanie really, really wants to go whitewater rafting. I know. Rafting. I didn't get whitewater rafting this summer, and everybody in the so family let's knows go it was next a bummer. <laughs> All right. So one of the more famous highlights in the Mountain Maryland Scenic Byway is Kaiser's Ridge, and it's considered to be one of the most scenic peaks in all of Maryland. And from there, you can go east into Grantsville, which has thousands of acres of state parks, or you can go west into Friendsville, where you can enjoy like winery tours and, as we mentioned, whitewater rafting. But I think the highlight for a lot of our listeners might be a visit to Swallow Falls State Park. Now, Maryland has a really great state park system for tent campers, cabin campers, and RV owners. Now, Swallow Falls State Park actually has a beautiful rushing waterfall known as Muddy Creek Falls. Oh, sounds lovely. (laughs) Bring bring your boots. Now, in the campground itself, you're going to have to fight for water and electric, right? There's three sites. So get online at parkreservations.maryland.gov and try to nab sites 19, 21, or 23 if you want one of those water and electric sites. Yeah, so largely a dry camping experience. They also have camper cabins here at Swallow Falls State Park, and those are really well-equipped and uh, well-equipped and borderline like glamping cabins to some degree. And you're going to see those camper cabins throughout their state park system. So that's a really cool option for people who don't own RVs yet. Not only that, but it's a great option for scenic byways. When you're doing like a more of a driving vacation and you're going from point A to point B, we really love to do the cabin camping experience. All right. Our our next favorite scenic byway is the historic National Road Scenic Byway. Now, this one cuts basically all the way across the top of the state from the northwestern corner of the state where the mountains are to Baltimore. So you could start in the mountains and end up in the city or start in the city and end up in the mountains. For me, if I was going to do this road trip this fall, I would like to start in the city and then end up in Western Maryland in the mountains. So we've spent tons of time in Baltimore over the decades of our life. It's one of our favorite cities to do a quick escape to for the day or the weekend, mostly now with the boys because we take them to Camden Yards, which is just a phenomenal baseball stadium. It's just such a great place to see a baseball game. I would say it's our favorite major league baseball stadium in the country and it pains me a little bit to say this but i think actually a lot of yankees fans and mets fans will agree i would rather see my hometown yankees play at camden yards than at yankee stadium it's easy to get great seats it's more affordable and you can get a sandwich at uh, yeah, and, and when you pit. go, and it, this is right near the Inner Harbor. So when you go ahead of the game and you go and you have lunch, maybe in the Inner Harbor, it is so funny because it is a sea of Yankees fans in the Inner Harbor. We inv- uh, we invade. Sorry, sorry, Baltimore. We know we invade you when uh, there is a game at Camden Yards. But in the pre-kid times, we also spent a lot of time at one of our favorite museums down there, um, which is the American Visionary Arts Museum. This is 
is an incredibly special place. And if you haven't been, you have to put this at the top of your must-see list when you visit Baltimore. We actually used to take day trips to Baltimore. Yeah, we were members. Just for this museum. You may not remember, but we were actually members of this museum. No, I do. It's been a while. (laughs) It has been a while, but we just loved it there. You will too. We've sent a lot of people there over the years and they've just been wowed by what a special place this is. And then also, of course, there's the aquarium. It's now called the National Aquarium, but it used to be the Baltimore Aquarium. And like for me, I wouldn't recommend doing a Camden Yards baseball game and the National Aquarium all in one day. I would say like pick one or another for an awesome day trip because the aquarium is really a full day. And a baseball game, really, by the time you park and eat and everything is is a half day as well. And you also can't miss, of course, the historic Charles Street, where you've got tons of food options there. I mean, everybody knows, right? You've got to get your crab cakes and all the other uh, seafood goodies that you're used to in Baltimore. You want to go to the Baltimore Museum of Art. There's a lot there. And so this is like a byway within a byway. So that's actually a separate scenic byway, right? Baltimore's historic Charles Street. So you could do that um, historical national road, end up in Baltimore, and then do a whole separate sort of um, micro scenic byway there with all the, the food and culture. Now, for RV owners, tent campers, cabin campers, we really have always recommended Cherry Hill Park in College Park, Maryland. We love it there. We actually have reservations there again for November. It is one of our favorite resort campgrounds in the country right there in College Park, Maryland. And it gives you great access to both Baltimore and to Washington, D.C. You could do both in the same trip. And actually, that's what um, our good friend Carrie Cox just did this past summer. She was actually in Cherry Hill, staying in her RV at Cherry Hill RV Park and visited both Washington and Baltimore at the time. So it really worked well for them. You know, there's also so many famous historical figures that have roots in in Maryland. And in researching this episode, this sort of blew me away because, you know, I taught English for 20 years and I actually taught essays by Benjamin Banneker. He was this kind of famous African-American mathematician who helped calculate Washington, D.C.'s boundaries. And he has a museum there in Maryland that you can visit along that historic National Road scenic byway. So that brought back tons of memories for me for teaching Benjamin Banneker. And we haven't been there, so we can add that. There's an endless There's always things, right? Yeah, exactly. We're adding to our lists when we're doing these things too and learning more. All right. The next one is the next scenic byway is kind of the coolest one. If you are a tent camper or an RV owner with a smaller RV, I think this is sort of a hidden gem. So the Chesapeake and Ohio Canal Scenic Byway actually has a ridiculous amount of camping options along that scenic byway. So they have, there are five reservable campgrounds for tenters and those with small RVs. And most of them are right on the water. Um, and And generally speaking, you need to have an RV that's under 20 feet. But what gets fascinating here is that there are over 30 what they call hiker biker campgrounds along the Chesapeake and Ohio Canal. Over 30. Now, a lot of these, they're really small. Like they might have five campsites, but you can hike in and camp right on the water or ride your bike in and camp right on the water. Like what an adventurous way to spend a weekend. Yeah, this is similar to like the canoeing camping that you find along the Delaware River, right up up in North Jersey and, and Pennsylvania. It's a really cool concept. And this is why I love scenic 
byways and this kind of thing for the fall, right? This is the kind of thing that's perfect for cooler fall weather. You take the canal paths along. I'm a big canal freak. I love the locks. I really want to bring the boy. I can sit you, there. You'd like like a I, house on a canal. I love it. It's so, I don't know, this is a bizarre thing, but I don't know if anybody else out there thinks it's incredibly relaxing to watch locks go up and go down in the water. Oh, I think it's so relaxing to watch like boats go by. There's incredibly meditative about it. So yeah, I really like this experience and I kind of want to do the 184.5 mile long canal towpath. That's what I want to do. I want to bike it. Well, now on the, are you bikes? Well, I don't know. Are you allowed to? That's an interesting question. Are you allowed I to have I, e-bikes I, on I, th- I think so. Oh, Check before okay. you bring. I'm pretty sure you can. Well, that might be fun. That but would be an easier way to do it. 35 and granted, yeah. small campgrounds uh, along the Chesapeake and Ohio Canal. And I think that that's what I love about these scenic byways is that they make you think about thematic trips in a way that you normally would not think about thematic trips. Now, while you're exploring the Chesapeake and Ohio Canal, you probably also want to get to the town of Brunswick. They have a really cool railroad museum that shares a space with the visitor center for the Chesapeake and Ohio Canal. So you can visit both in in the same day on the same day trip and fly fishing and kayaking and all that other great stuff that well, you can do right? and they and uh, they have lots of great outfitters there so if you have not fly fished before and you want to do it for the first time you could check out an outfitter that'll get you set up and give you a lesson same thing for kayaking if you don't own kayaks but you want to go and explore some of these campgrounds you can also rent kayaks all along now the next scenic byway we had a really amazing trip to this scenic byway i think it was about five years ago i looked back at the picture of the boys and they were so little. So the Antietam Campaign Scenic Byway is a must if you live in the Northeast. I mean, the the history there is magnificent. The ranger-led programs and the reenactments are so cool. And of course, I have to say this, it pairs well with a trip to Gettysburg. Like, why not do them both in the same trip? Because they're relatively close. Yeah. And I would just highlight, I know this is not an episode about tips for visiting battlefields, but in our previous episodes on any national historic battlefields that we've done, we've really emphasized if you do not do the ranger, you know, programs and engage with the reenactments and look at the schedule and really like do activities at these places, I will tell you that you will feel like you are visiting a field. Well, and that's how like- uh, It's like going to a field. Particularly with younger kids (laughs) who are not going to do like a self-guided tour that's super successful. So looking back at my photos brought back great memories because I have pictures of Max and Theo and Wes watching the ranger give the ranger-led program there. And they are like, they look fascinated. Yeah. Like they are giving him well, his the full attention. I mean, that's how it's always been with Ranger. I mean, that's why we just are such huge fans of the ranger programs because we know that our kids would never listen to us talk about the kinds of things that they listen to rangers talk about. And these rangers, you know, so many of them are so good. It's like theater. Right. I mean, they're really bringing these stories to life. So, and they it, actually also have the reenactments yeah, there. Like exactly. We had photos of that from our yeah, trip. This is the kind of place that you visit. You look at the schedule. You figure out when you're going to go so that you get the most out of it. A hundred percent. And this campaign was the single um, bloodiest single day campaign in the Civil War. And it took place on Maryland soil. So this entire part of Maryland is, is filled with really rich Civil War history. Oh, my God. Maryland also has Revolutionary War history, yeah. history from the War of 18- 
1812. So um, people think of Virginia and Pennsylvania. But the interesting thing is that this slice of Maryland is really like nestled right in between there. And it has a lot that it's sort of sandwiched between West Virginia and Pennsylvania. And it's got a lot of history that it's not that's not necessarily recognized. Yeah. And now if you're if you're not familiar with the general location of Antietam, like you're going to drop into Maryland and some good places to camp are in and around Hagerstown. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, that is going to put you really close to the battlefield. Really kind of my favorite Jellystone, right, is the Hager. I love that Jellystone. So that's going to be right near there if the Hagerstown. The Jellystone in Maryland is a great option and also provides like a really nice contrast. If you're going to go take your little kids to a Civil War battlefield, then you can go back to that Jellystone, Maryland and have a lot of fun there. There's also a well-reviewed KOA there. Um, And also that if you want some good food and some culture or some nightlife, you want to hit up the town of Frederick. That is really close to the battlefield and a great place to grab a meal after a day of exploring the battlefield. All right. Now let's talk about the Star Spangled Banner, Scenic Byway, more history here, right? Well, I'm kind of embarrassed because I always associate the Star Spangled Banner with the Revolutionary War, not the War of 1812. And I think everybody just sort of like disses the history of the War of 1812 and just doesn't know that much about it. But it was actually the the poem was actually inspired um, by uh, the, was it Francis Scott Key? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I haven't taught school in a I while. Know, it's a good thing that your uh, high school students are probably not listening to this. Oh, oh my gosh. Max and Theo know more about the War of 1812 than I do at this point. But he was inspired by Maryland's brave defenders standing up against British invaders on Maryland's soil. So then he wrote the poem that eventually sort of transformed into the Star Spangled Banner. So there's all kinds of interesting history along the scenic byway from the War of 1812. And then also state parks (laughs) well you know what maryland has i think one of the most underrated state park systems in the country they have a really robust system of state parks Um, so there's actually a really cool state park along the scenic byway and a really cool county park Um, so calvert cliff state park has fossil hunting fishing and these really cool cliffs carved out along the chesapeake bay and there's actually a sandy beach there for swimming in the summer so it's a really beautiful park and when you see pictures of it like if i showed you a picture of this and i said guess which state this is in you would not guess Maryland. Right. Yeah. And that's the theme of this episode, right? The hidden corner. Well, everyone knows the coastline and, and yes. Maryland crabs well, that's and seafood. Always and that stuff's yeah, awesome. Yeah, right. I mean, that's what we do when we go to Maryland. But there's so much more. And there's also Flag Flags Pond Nature Park, which has great fishing. Now, I actually showed Max and Theo pictures um, of these scenic byways as I was researching them. And Theo was immediately like, yeah, I think I want to go here because the fishing looks really, really good. He's making his fishing camping trip up list at this point he wants to go only where he can fish yes and he wants to go to yellowstone as well <laughs> that was well, yeah that, that's a yeah they want to go back to maryland's yellowstone. a huge fishing state it really is mm-hmm. uh, both interior and coastal so our next scenic byway that we want all of you to check out is the lower susquehanna scenic byway now actually we visited here very very recently when we went to Hoverty grace our boys were playing in one of the ripkin baseball tournaments and Hoverty grace was really close by and we went in 
taken several days to explore that little town. And I thought that was like a super cute, charming little coastal port town. Yeah. So it, you know, it, it like has that downtown, that like um, cute historic feel with like antique shops and used bookstores and lots of little waterfront dining places. And a record shop. A, re- a really cool record <laughs> shop. It was actually a colonial port and it still really feels like the history is, is alive there at Havre de Grace. And then make sure that if you're going to be doing this scenic byway and, and visiting that you really look at their schedule of events because it, the park serves, you know, as a great location for art shows and seafood festivals and concerts, you know, so you'll definitely want to look to see if there's any time that you want to go. And if you just want to go for a stroll, there's a half mile long waterfront promenade that leads to the fully restored Concord Point Lighthouse, which was really, really cute when we and we actually did visit there and really enjoyed it. Can you camp nearby? You can camp nearby at Susquehanna State Park. Um, that is a campground that has two loops and 69 sites. And again, very competitive six to get electric the six sites. electric sites. <laughs> but credit to the Maryland State Parks for having electric sites in a lot of their campgrounds because like a lot of states do not have any electric sites in their state parks. And then also some camper cabins. If again, you want to do this as a nice cabin camping trip. And again, it's a very modern state park system um, because they're offering these well-equipped cabins where you basically show up with your linens and everything else is provided for a really cool cabin camping weekend. And then you can day trip into Hoverty Grace. All right. The More next, history. Well, the next one, I'm, I am I completely fell into a rabbit hole exploring this one when I was doing my research because I just read a great book about kind of this topic. So there's the Booth's Escape Scenic Byway, all right? You can actually trace the path of John Wilkes Booth after he assassinated President Abraham Lincoln at Ford's Theater and then took off, okay, and, and and fled into Maryland. So there's all kinds of historical points where you can see places where he hid out. There's small museums. Now, I recently read Manhunt. Uh, it's a book by James Swanson, and it is about the John Wilkes Booth and the, and the, the manhunt for John Wilkes Booth because, I mean, the whole – North wanted to capture him. I mean, this was like the biggest story of the day, and it was an incredibly suspenseful manhunt. Uh, This is, I think, the one I want to do the most because I read this book and I love this book. And then there's a young adult version of this book as well that Max read this summer. So this is the scenic byway he's kind of interested in exploring. What a cool road trip this would be. Well, you know, it'd be really cool. We've been to the Ford's Theater. Yes. It would be so cool to go to the Ford, like start this at the Ford's Theater. Like you go there, they do like the the talk, the reenactment kind of a thing, and then you take off on the now our, <laughs> the trip. Our boys I think it's fair to say our boys really like historical sightseeing. Yes. Not every single thing we do, okay? Yeah. But like we love doing all the stuff in Washington. And I remember that they loved Ford's they Theater. They loved Ford's We Theater. all loved Ford's Theater. Yeah. And that was many years ago. So to start there – yeah. And then do this scenic byway. That would be an epic, epic road trip. I would love to do it. It's at the top of my bucket list. All right. Now let's go to where we've been talking about, right? The Chesapeake Country Scenic Byway. And That's where we more, started yeah. out. This is where the more traditional picture, I think, in a lot of people's heads of what coastal Maryland looks like. Yeah. And there's just endless opportunities for SUPing, kayaking, fishing, getting your seafood fix, getting Maryland crabs, and actually in 
in the blog post at the rvatlas.com. The featured image is one of my favorite pictures that I've ever taken. It's of Stephanie <laughs> SUPing in the Chesapeake Bay oh. in Chesapeake uh, County. Okay. I'll have to, I'll have to check it. I'll have to approve this picture. <laughs> yeah. Now there's also great food and culture. So check out Easton. If you want great seafood, check out Oxford and Chesterton for boating, kayaking, tons of good restaurants there. Now, again, in doing the research, I was fascinated by the number of famous historical figures that have roots in Maryland. Now, for years, I taught the narrative of the life of Frederick Douglass. It was my students, literally their favorite ninth grade book that we read. Now, Frederick Douglass has tons of history in Maryland. He was an, ens an, an enslaved in Maryland and escaped from Maryland. So there is actually a Frederick Douglass walking tour in the mid-shore section of Chesapeake Country scenic byway i would love i would love oh my to do god that, i would yeah. love to do this be, there, and i have to say there is so much rich african-american history in the state of maryland and, it, and maryland played such an interesting role in the civil war and in the times of slavery because it was sort of closer to the north and in a sense you know, uh, not not fully in the deep south. It was mm -hmm. sort of in this middle ground that has a, a really interesting history to me. Well, and that that like interesting and so much more for us to explore, which brings us to our last scenic byway, which is the Harriet Tubman Underground Railroad Underground Railroad Scenic Byway. And this is something that you know what you were just saying is like, oh my gosh, there's just stuff right in our backyard, you know. And when we've gone down there, we've been fishing and SUPing and camping, and we have haven't really looked at those trips often as like historical, you know, exploration trips. But I I have seen the signs, right, for the Harriet Tubman Underground Railroad Scenic Byway so often when we've gone down to Maryland. And we just have not taken the time to really explore that history there. And it's always been like, oh, we've got to do that. We've got to do uh, that. I'm, I'm frankly going to admit that I'm embarrassed by how little uh, I know about Harriet Tubman, because I mean, I taught Frederick Douglass for years, and I honestly should have been teaching Frederick Douglass side by side with Harriet Tubman. She was known as the Moses of her people. Uh, she her, escaped slavery herself, and she helped more than 70 enslaved people uh, escape from slavery on the Underground Railroad. So you have tons of Underground Railroad history mm -hmm. in Maryland as well. So, so there's an actual visitor center that's the Harriet Tubman Underground Railroad Visitor Center. And this is just, you know, something that is such an important part of our history. So it, it and it's right there in Maryland and we just haven't done it. We have to well, do it. You could bring the 19th century back to life. I mean, there's so many fascinating things that happened in the 19th century where, where Maryland has that really, really rare history there. So if you're doing the Harriet Tubman Underground Railroad Scenic Byway, you should probably start your tour at the Cambridge Visitor Center um, and visit the Harriet Tubman Underground Railroad Visitor Center. Now, we typically always recommend starting at a visitor center to like get your bearings, get some recommendations, learn a bit before you head out and explore and you head out and kind of do your road trip because it's going to enrich the whole experience. Yeah. And then along the way, you're going to be able to visit the Stanley Institute, which was a one room African-American school. Um, and, there, and at the visitor center, they can help you choose which stops to make. That'll be the best for you or your family. Okay, everybody, we are going to come back in a second and wrap up the show. This 
was just a list of some of our favorite scenic byways in the state of Maryland. There are 18 of them, and we'll link to the entire list at the RVAtlas.com in the show notes. These were just our favorites. There's so much you can do and say, I would love to do all 18 of these, and we're going to come back and we will wrap it all up. Welcome back to the show, everybody, and thank you so much to the Maryland Office of Tourism for being the single sponsor of this episode and for partnering with us to do this content. I really enjoyed um, just digging in and reading about all this. And if you follow the links in our show notes, there are maps for each of the scenic byways. There are photos for each of the scenic byways. Also, Visit Maryland has a great YouTube channel, and there are short YouTube channels on almost all of these, uh, or short YouTube videos on almost all of these scenic byways. So, Stephanie, um, I said that my top pick would probably be Booth's Escape for a road trip. And it's largely because I read that book recently and it was like one of my 10 favorite books I've ever read. Um, What would be your top, and you hate when I ask you these questions, but I'm going to ask you anyway, what would be your top pick for uh, a scenic byway to do a road trip on this fall? What's your guess? Oh my God. Now you're, you're turning the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're turning the tables uh-huh. on me. I just turned. I, oh my gosh. What's what do you think? I guess I don't think it's, I don't think it's mountain Maryland. I think that you want to do something more historical. We, we've done mountain Maryland. I think you want to do the Harriet Tubman underground railroad scenic by well, I do, but that wouldn't be my first pick. So my first pick for what I want to do next and is the canal scenic byway, the Chesapeake and Ohio canal like, scenic like, byway. Like sort of like, like bike in bike or hike in. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely want to do the biking and the camping. Along so the I'm going to confess, I have promised my son Theo a fly fishing trip. He is heavy into fishing. My initial thought was not Maryland for this fly fishing trip. After doing the research, you've got your spot. Well, because I can go, I can go south and get warmer weather. Yes, you can. I was thinking of going north, where it's yeah. going to be really cold at night. Mm-hmm. So I think that I want to do a fly fishing trip with Theo tonight. All Maryland. right. Well, there you now, go. And we're also we're continuing our tradition of fall camping trips in the state of Maryland. Now, I didn't mention I also grew up camping at Assateague mm-hmm. Island State Park with my friends. And then we I actually went with you, you on one of those trips with me. your family. Yeah. When you, you were got the experience of my father who liked to throw um like rope big canvas tent. rope and canvas at you and basically tell you to build a tent. I think that you were like, oh my gosh, this family. Yeah, he crazy. dumped the tent on the ground and he's like, go ahead. Because yeah. it was me and two other guy friends that yeah. so we he came was on prob- your family yeah. vacation. He had raised us that way. He was probably thrilled to teach you boys a thing or two. Well it was nice of your family to bring us <laughs> on your family vacation. But basically what I want to end with is like, it is a tradition for our family to take a a Maryland road trip every fall. Yeah. Every fall. At least once. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Every fall. And we have reservations in late October. October. Yeah. And what's cool is we have reservations at Assateague Island State Park. My cousin Kevin grabbed reservations at Assateague Island National Seashore. And we're hoping for some good surfing. If there is not good surfing, we will SUP and eat lots of seafood. Plenty of seafood. All right, everybody. So we'll see you at the Maryland campground. Hopefully we'll see you in Maryland. (laughs) Thank you, everybody. A big thank you for listening to this episode of the RV Atlas and a big thank you to our sponsors, to Neighbor, The Thetford Corporation, Camp Spot, Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts, 
RV Snaphead, and Go RVing. To find out more about the topics discussed in this show, head on over to the RVAtlas.com. And to join the friendliest group of RVers, head on over to the RV Atlas group on Facebook. If you enjoyed this show, please consider leaving us a review over at iTunes. And we'll see you at the campground.